0: Section fifty one of The Cloister and the Hearth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Cloister and the Hearth by Charles Reed. Chapter forty eight. Catherine was in dismay when she reflected that Gerard must reach home in another month at farthest more likely in a week. And how should she tell him she had not even kept an eye upon his betrothed? Then there was the uncertainty as to the girl's fate, and this uncertainty sometimes took a sickening form. "'Oh, Kate!' she moaned. "'If she had gone and made herself away, mother she would never be so wicked. "'Ah, my lass, you know not what hasty fools young lasses be, that have no mothers to keep em straight?' they will fling themselves into the water for a man that the next man they meet would have cured em of in a week i have known em to jump in like brass one moment and scream for help in the next couldn't know their own minds you see about such a trifle as you and then there's times when their bodies ail like no other living creatures ever i could hear of and that strings up their feelings so their patience that belongs to them at other times beyond all living souls bearing an ass seems all to jump out of em at one turn and into the water they go therefore i say all men are monsters mother monsters and no less to go making such heaps of canals just to tempt the poor women in they know we shall not cut our throats hating the sight of blood and rating our skins a handle higher nor our lives and as for hanging while she is a fixing of the nail and the making of the noose she has time to alter her mind but a jump into a canal is no more than into bed and the water it does all the love will ye nil ye why look at me mother a nine, wasn't i a agog to make a hole in our canal for the nuns nay mother i'll never believe it of you ye may though twas in the first year of our keeping house together eli hadn't found out my weak stitches then nor i his so we made a rent pulling contrariwise had a quarrel so then i ran crying to tell some gabbling fool like myself what i had no business to tell out of doors except to the saints And there was one of our precious canals in the way. Do they take us for teal? Oh, how tempting it did look, says I to myself. Sith he has let me go out of his door quarrelled, he shall see me drowned next. And then he will change his key. He will blubber a good one. And I shall look down from heaven. I forgot I should be in t'other part. And see him take on. And oh, but that will be sweet and i was all a-tiptoe and goin' in only just then i thought i wouldn't i had got a new gown a-makin for one thing and hard upon finished so i went home instead and what was eli's first word let yon flee stick e the wall Moas, says he not a word of all i said to anger thee was sooth but this i love thee these were his very words i minded him being the first quarrel so i flung my arms around his neck and sobbed a bit and thought of the canal and he was no colder to me than i to him being a man and a young one and so then that was better than lying in the water and spoiling my wedding kirtle and my fine new shoon old john bush made em. That was uncle to him keeps the shop now and what was my grief to hers little kate hoped that margaret loved her father too much to think of leaving him so at his age he is father and mother and all to her you know nay kate they do forget all these things in a moment of despair when the very sky seems black above them i place more faith in him that is unborn than on him that is ripe for the grave to keep her out of mischief for certs it do go sore against us to die when there's a little innocent a pulling at our hearts to let em live and feeding at our very veins well then keep up a good heart mother she added that very likely all these fears were exaggerated she ended by solemnly entreating her mother at all events not to persist in naming the sex of margaret's infant it was so unlucky all the gossips told her dear heart as if there were not as many girls born as boys this reflection though not unreasonable was met with clamour have you the cruelty to threaten me with a girl i want no more girls while i have you what use would a lass be to me can i set her on my knee and see my gerard again as i can a boy i tell thee tis all settled how may that be in my mind and if i am to be disappointed in the end tisn't for you to disappoint me beforehand telling me it is not to be a child but only a girl End of section 51, recording by John Brandon.